Hey everybody, welcome to Bagged Boardcast, episode number 274. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're normally a podcast that comes to you in three ways, but there's a little bit of a hiccup that we hit. Yep, uh, unfortunately, whatever sound card, I don't know what happened. Computers happened, and uh, we lost basically the first half hour of our show, uh, The Week in Geek, uh, the first beer review, and our list. All kind of uh, sounds jumbled as if we're trying to talk underwater in a weird echo chamber. Uh, so we took that off of the first half of the show, and we put it on the back half in case you really want to listen to it. Not advised. It is there, uh because there's somebody who's a purist and needs to listen to that, or they get headaches or something weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, we feel bad for whoever has that kind of abnormal OCD condition to listen to us that stringently. Uh, we love you, and but that's why get help. And that's why there was a delay on getting this one out, because we tried to figure it out. We yep. tried. I hit all the forums for Audacity. I, I was looking. I tried to jumble it. I just ended up making things sound worse, uh, usually, so... Uh, I've given up and just put it at the end. Did you try hitting, what is it, Control-Z for yes. undo? Yes. Yes, I, I, I did that a lot because I would do something, it sounded worse, so I hit Control-Z. Undo. Uh, so, uh, it happens. I mean, you're still going to get the meat and the potatoes of the episode there. If you really want to know our list picks, they'll be over on the show notes for episode number 274. <laughs> um, my beer wasn't that great at the beginning, so you don't need to hear about that. I don't even remember what we drank. Me either. But well, they're on the show notes. <laughs> Laguanitas. Oh, Laguanitas, yeah. That was... Which one was it? Don't even... <laughs> the, the, uh, their session, right? Oh, their session. session. That was really good. Was you good. really liked it a lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was well, light. And uh, I said I would rather take any other session. We, that both, I... we both put it towards the back end of our top five session oh, IPAs. Right. <laughs> Mine was three. Yours was like five or six. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not too bad. It's still a good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what else we drank. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. The, the rest of the stuff will be there. So uh, listen to that. Enjoy what we could salvage. And Paul, thank you for your hard work on that. Uh, I tried. I'm sorry. I'm just not a. Uh, I'm not a sound engineer guru. I mean, he I took days to off of work just to do this. Just to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure 275 will sound a lot better though. I'm hoping so. And here it is. We're right into the dramatic reading. And now, Bagginboard presents a dramatic reading. From A-Force number one, page five, panel one. The Hall of Justice. We know we are blessed in the wilderness of the world. Arcadia is our garden. Quiet night. One minor break-in, all handled. Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) That's a dramatic reading. From A-Force number one, page five, panel one. You know what, John? You really portrayed that little bit of sensitivity, that little bit of uh, vulnerability there in uh, your your She-Hulk read. (laughs) (laughs) You really sold it. Thanks. He didn't really sell it, guys. That was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) What do you expect her to sound like? She's been hulked up. Why does she sound like Kronk from Amazing Super Friends from uh, Dexter's Laboratory? Because she's hulked out. The, the top part, <laughs> that top part, it was Jennifer Wilson. Oh, in her head, thinking in her head with the feminine oh. voice, and oh. then it goes to her, uh, hulked out, and then she's like, "Thanks, Jessica." I think there'd still be some femininity in there. Really how do. many freaking female voices can I do? I, 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 I kind of showcased the two that were there, and they kind of <laughs> sounded alike. Yeah. Okay. This, if you guys want us wrong. to do any kind of dramatic readings for any of your uh, audiobooks, uh, just let us know. Send us an email. Contact at bagfromboardcast.com. Thanks, authors. <laughs> we are available. Speaking speak about authors, we do read books written by authors. Mm-hmm. And we also drink beers brewed by brewers. That's true. Uh, so we, we, I see a fight brewing between the two of you. Uh, are we doing beer or are we doing book first? I don't even know. I forgot. We need to do the beer still. No. Yeah, we need to do the beer. Because we started talking about the beers. Well, sometimes we do do the beer like halfway through our, our uh, trading policy. But, okay, let's just get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. I got the, uh, I got the two. Chris, you're drinking a pumpkin beer from what I hear. Oh, uh, yes. This is another pumpkin beer. And this is uh, from Kentucky Brewing. This is their pumpkin barrel ale. It's an ale brewed with natural pumpkin flavors and spices and then aged in oak bourbon barrels. It's 10% ABV. 
Um, when I saw this one on the shelf, I was instantly looking forward to it. Um, there's one thing that I love. It's pumpkin beers. And there's another thing I love. It's beers that have been aged in bourbon barrels. Um, this one, it just doesn't meld together well enough. Like you get the pumpkin and you also get that bourbon. It kind of like swoops in on the back end. Like they don't really meld or like play together too well. It's just like, boom, there they are. Whatever. Um, a little let down. I'm going to put one of these in the fridge, too, and see if maybe... Oh, did it come like in a four-pack, or...? Oh, uh, yes. Both of the uh, beers that I got today were in four-packs. Oh, nice. Uh, flip side, the Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale was like $10 for the four-pack. The Florida Beer Company Gorge Shorts was five ninety nine for the four-pack. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, for a four-pack, five ninety nine. It's yeah, like, it's... why don't they just give you two more beers and charge you seven ninety nine? Yeah, like I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I'm looking forward to going back and trying it once it's chilled off a bit. But even for what it was for the price point, like it wasn't bad. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I think that nine ninety nine is a bit much, and we'll see if it gets any better. But as of right now, I'm not, I'm not too enthused okay. by it. Uh, I've had one other beer from this brewery before. Um, I'm sorry, which brewery? Kentucky or Florida? Uh, yeah, just Kentucky. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That was actually pretty good. It was just like a regular like uh, bourbon barrel aged stout, and it was it was solid. Like there was nothing really stand out about it, mm-hmm. nothing lacking. It was just it it did what it said it did. Um, I mean, I guess by that logic, I can't fault this beer, but yeah, but you I'm want a balanced beer. You, you don't want the flavors to work well together. Otherwise, why did it make full scale production? You know? Yeah. Um, you what always have you guys to... got? Oh, Hopefully we... your beer is melding a little bit more. And this is uh, the first time I've had this, and I think it's first time it's been out in bottles. This is their first time they've done this. And this is their 2XIBA. Their inter- uh, from Southern Tier. From, oh, sorry, from Southern Tier. This is, well, 2X. You know, everybody knows what the 2X line is. It's from Southern Tier, right? Maybe not everybody. Maybe not. <laughs> it might be somebody's first episode. Every beer is hey. somebody's first fall. Thanks for underage drinking with us, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a double Indian-style black ale, and this is a, much like what Southern Tier does. It, it, they do a, they seem to always want to brew with an equal number of varieties of hops and malts. So this is three different types of hops and three different types of malts with oats and uh, muscovado sugar. I don't know what Muscovado sugar is, but it's delicious when you put it in this beer. <laughs> this is one of my favorite black IPAs now. Uh, I would agree. This is seasonal, so it's only going to be around for a uh, limited time. Um, and I was just saying, like, when we were talking about this off air, that the black IPAs have kind of run mm-hmm. its course. Not a lot of people are still doing it. Otter Creek is one of the only ones that I know of actively brew one year-round. Uh, and also... Uh, Hell or High Watermelon, 21st Amendment, also does their Back and Black. Back and Black, which is also a a (laughs) very good black IPA. But, of course, if you're not drinking them regularly, anytime you do get one, you're going to be like, oh, this is great. Uh, This is great. Mm Well-balanced. You get that maltiness with the hops. Everything Mm -hmm. works really well together. I don't know what that sugar is supposed to taste like or what it's supposed to be doing in this beer. But okay, it's adding some sweetness <laughs> to it, and it's good. Eight uh, percent beer that goes down way too Whoa, smooth. Eight percent. Whoa, but it's a two X. <laughs> yeah, it's a two X, so I shouldn't be that surprised. But man, uh, drinking it, you, 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 I know you told us before the show it was two X, and then I started drinking it, and I'm like, or uh, it was eight percent, and now I'm like halfway through this uh, glass, and I'm like. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it a bit, too, because uh, for probably the past, I don't know, six <coughs> months or so, Paul and I have just been splitting one beer apiece. Yeah. Uh, tonight, I opened up full bottles for each of us, because neither one of us have to work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and the Lagunitas was just a little session, a little 4%er, yeah. and, then, uh, and then this. So you can so. go big after that. Yeah, that's what I thought. And plus, both of them were beers I'd want to drink all of. And... Also, this room is really warm. <laughs> yes, it is. Like 80-something degrees in this room right now. Uh, wouldn't doubt if it was 85 in this room right now. I don't know what happened to my AC, but I'll have to check that out after the show. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. I'm a bit sweaty. <laughs> Me too. So this beer, even though it's a black IPA, it's still delicious in this warm, still, warm climate. Yeah, still hitting the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Much like uh, the book we're about to read. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you, Mike. You said that. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there that I enjoyed this. Uh, and we are going to be talking about, and going into our main topic, uh, the five ghosts. Wait, not the five fists of science? Not five fists of science. Oh, okay. shoot. I'm Which sorry. I, I posted the wrong book on the Facebook. My fault. It's okay. I just wanted to act like I liked the five fists of science. <laughs> I didn't read that book. I read five ghosts. Uh, I tried to read that book. I did not. <laughs> Uh, but Five Ghosts, uh, as Chris said, was written by um, Frank Barbary, uh, art by Chris Mooneyham. Uh, and this follows uh, infamous treasure hunter Fabian Gray, who um, has shards of a dreamstone in his chest that allows him to channel five ghosts and use uh, literary ghosts mm-hmm. uh, and allows them to use their special abilities and these ghosts are um a samurai a samurai a wizard who you can assume is merlin uh an archer robin hood yeah robin hood not riding hood uh a detective who blatantly with 20 what uh yeah it was 221 b baker Baker Street, street which was not the yeah it's that's but it's not close the, yeah it's close it's baker street and it's b yeah and um and a vampire who would be like dracula mm-hmm. um so this this follows his adventures um kind of being that thief and then trying to find kind of that piece between um his it is it is actually 221b baker street my bad it's, it's really bad of us to not <laughs> have known that Um, But this follows him kind of running from his own demons and his powers kind of in flux and kind of taking all of his energy out of him um, when he uses it. And he's kind of on a little adventure. And um, I don't want to give too much away of what goes on in the book, but there's people who are after him and the Dreamstone that he and some of those people are Nazis, Nazis. Classic pulp. Very. Uh, and the one guy, the the guy that shows up on the dragon, like, I want to I wanna think that that's um, Rasputin. Oh, see, I was thinking it was Igor. <laughs> yeah. But he, 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 they name him, and it's I-A-G-O something. Do they? Oh, they, they call, uh, he calls himself Iago. 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 Uh, uh, like so the parrot? He's the parrot. Uh, From Aladdin, yeah, this book's it's very pulpy, very pulpy, and like you can even, tell what they were basing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, in the the art by uh, uh, Mooneyham, Chris Mooney, um, is really good. Like I enjoyed it; it fits the tone of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a quick read. I had read probably about a quarter of it before I said we should read it, and then I kind of read the rest of it this afternoon, mm-hmm. but. Uh, a lot of fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, you, you see him going on these adventures and then getting well over his head. Uh, sleeping with the damsels. You know, so he's he's that classic pulp character. Uh, and there's a history to this character that we are not part of, but they reference quite a bit in and this. And you'll get it, you know, coming later on, because they do flashbacks where maybe he wasn't the best of guys. Uh, you know, because they were robbing from the rich, apparently, uh, when they were doing these treasure hunts. And also, uh, he might have, oh, you know, been an asshole to his, uh, business partner. I think he was an asshole to just about everyone. Like, he yeah. killed that dude for the stone. Well, I didn't want to give that away, but... <laughs> Full spoiler alert! I know. I said earlier, I don't want to talk too much about it, and then... Uh, but and the, then this 2X hit me, and I, I don't know what's going on. It's, uh, what I really find is fun is, what I was kind of hoping, since we're full spoiler now, is uh, that when he goes into that dream sequence to battle uh, and, and overcome all the tests of all the ghosts that he's with, that his relationship with the vampire, aka Dracula, would have been more adversarial. That no matter what, 
like when he like track i was kind of hoping that like that's the he's the ghost of last resort kind of thing like okay i'm running over my head i've used up you know everybody else's power i've tried and it just won't work i have to call forth the demon you know and then that demon's just looking for a way to just take over all together i thought that was i was really thinking while we read i read the first like what three issues like that's going to be the crux of the book like granted he has to battle this other you know outside force that wants this power for themselves but really the internal struggle will be him versus this vampire creature that basically can save his ass at any time but it comes with a price where maybe that vampire takes over for a little bit longer each and every time he calls upon him but by issue five here we see that no no he's just like every other ghost which you know I was like a little let down by, but that's I can see that. That's because my own reading going into it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. The other thing is like when he does the little test, and then they're like, pass. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what make that was makes that's what passes him. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wait, he found the door for twenty. Yeah, he he, he remembered. Walked up the stairs, opened the door. Yeah, but I, Chris, he remembered it, it was two twenty one Baker Street. <laughs> B, we didn't. Especially like that's like the Sherlock Holmes. You solved the riddle of where I lived. Um, I, I did not enjoy this book as much as you guys did. Uh, at the beginning, I was excited for it. I liked just the idea, like, okay, you know, he can tap into the different powers or abilities of these ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea was there, but it was just something in the execution of the book that just it didn't work for me. Is it because it kind of hints at playing at the whole uh, Neil Gaiman um, with death? The stuff with the dreaming? The dreaming and everything. Is it because it kind of skirts that line and you had better stories within, uh, what was it, Sandman? Not, and not so much. I mean, it falls when short I was of reading that. this, I was kind of equating this to myself as like, oh, it's basically Iron Fist meets... Uh, oh crap! What did I have? It was like, oh, I'm blanking out. Like, because it was like Iron Fist meets someone else meets Doctor Strange, and then I was like, oh, now that they throw in the Sandman, mm-hmm. um, I can see you like. I don't know. There's like the dialogue. Just it doesn't work for me. Um, when you're talking about like the whole thing where like the ghosts are testing him and like he has to pass. Yeah, that was that a- whole part. Like that should have been like something more than what it was. Yeah, it should have been. I, I agree. And <clears> like, <throat> the whole thing with them fighting, like, the weird giant spiders, like, that comes out of nowhere and it really does nothing. I would have liked to have seen more, like, big bad fighting, you know? I think the, what was his name? The other guy with the uh, Dreamstone. Oh, uh, the master... Like, like the, the Master of Shangri-La, whatever his mm-hmm. name was. Like, he was an interesting character. I would have liked to see, like, more of him. No, I, I would agree with all that. And especially, like, that beginning, that first part where he's, like, stealing something, mm-hmm. where he's tapping into all those guys. If it was more of just that and that guy on an adventure versus what you got, I can understand where it being more enjoyable. But this is, like, that explaining how mm-hmm. he got it and why he's got it. Yeah, but it, and it could just be because I didn't like the character, but nothing made me want to see like how he got the power. Besides the fact that I was like, oh well, that's a cool power to have. Mm-hmm. He's very in one note. The character, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Fabian Gray. Fabian Gray, named after I'm guessing Dorian. Well, not, yeah, yeah, Dorian Gray, right? The guy with the painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, there's a price that he's paying that nobody else can see. Um, yeah, he's very one note. Oh, I have to do this because I have to save her, you know, my his twin sister. And he's doing this stuff because uh, he's the only one. I'm the only one I can trust to do it, you know. So he, he even doesn't, you know, he goes off with his adventure with, with his one buddy who seems more like the book smart kind of guy that will, like, find out everything for him. 
And then the guy goes on the adventure with him. And I'm like, why isn't he just staying home? Isn't he going to just get... Yep, he's just getting in the way. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, But I don't think, like, this character needs to be more than one note Mm -hmm. in some ways. Because it's just that guy that's just going to continue to do that thing that's just right in front of him. He is pulp, you know? Yeah. It is a one note. And even the, like, splash pages for every issue, you know, uh, they're so over-the-top pulpy it's like in the mystery of the unlost secret society the secret shangri-la city the forbidden city yeah yeah in what? the secret tome or tomb of the spider lords what will he find you know and find I, out next issue and they sold that to me so well that i didn't mind that this character was one note i didn't mind you know because that's what i was coming to with to you know eventually they got me to there into the the milieu of the, the story the, itself. Yeah, self, so. And I feel the same way. And I feel the same way that Chris does, too, because mm-hmm. I thought, well, that wraps up really quick, or they could have done yeah. better with this. But he still didn't mind, because mm-hmm. it still had that pulpy kind of funness to it. Right. And I wasn't looking for anything deep out of it. Just, oh, that's pretty, and okay, he's got a sword now. Yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris I, yeah, I think you're right that there are holes in the story, and it if it if it wanted to be more, it so easily could. It could have been like if but it just kept up with what they were doing, like that first couple pages. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 but it doesn't want to be. I agree. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. You know, it. I think you're like I can. I totally agree with you, Chris. But then again, I'm like, but for what I got out of the book, it was enjoyable, and for what it is, I enjoyed it. And I think with any kind of. Any other kind of art, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have locked us into it because mm-hmm. it knew what it was supposed to be drawing. Yeah, if it was like if it had more modern comic book art to it, like you know what we would see more photorealistic or even you know more you know more comic booky, more cartoony style. I think I'd be like I would want more from the characters, but since it's all kind of that pulpy thing, it sells that. I'm in, it draws me into that theme or See, that. I think you can still go pulpy and like a little bit more cartoony with stuff and have it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at someone like Chris Samney, even like he has a very pulpy style, but it would, I think, suit this book better than kind of what we got, which was almost like a Neil Adams light. Right. But if I got Chris Samney, I would want more from each character. I would yeah. want a depth there. But since I'm like looking at this in that vein of just. Especially the splash. I have to go back to the splash pages again for the opening of every issue. It's and closing. It's just yeah. It yeah. just like that is that is what I need to walk into this book looking for. Anything more? I guess that's on me. Especially oh, that horrible dream sequences. Just yeah. Those those were like even what I said. I'm like man. I was hoping that we would have this kind of rich. Like uh, internal strife between the two characters, you know, these the main character and the ghost, and we are not going to get that because that's not what this book is. No, not at all. It's not going to be introspective with this character. He's not going to wonder whether or not he's doing the right thing. He's just going to do what's in front of him, like John said. Yeah. But five issues, right? Hey, five or six. Five or six issues, thirty minutes of your time. And, you know, if, I mean, if you it was, it was something I read, like, at no point was I like, oh, I'm going to stop reading this. Like, you guys were with, uh, whatchamacallit, Five Fists of Science. <laughs> but, and, I don't know, this is one of those books that I read for the show that I probably wouldn't read more of. Mm-hmm. If John picks up more of it, I, I, I'd be happy to read it for free, but I, I wouldn't spend money on it. <laughs> Thanks, John. The next, I, like, I think I got it on a, I got it on a special because mm-hmm. you, you read what the book's about. It sounds, yeah. oh, infamous thief who taps into these five ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Could, uh, I think the next volume is like fourteen ninety nine, mm. and even I was like, mm, yeah, maybe I w- nine ninety nine. If I can get it on sale, yeah, <laughs> I, I can get it under ten dollars. Yeah, I'll probably pick it up. Um, fourteen ninety nine. It's got to be something that I'm really clamoring for that I'll be like, yeah, I'll throw that money on it. Especially since we've seen <laughs> horror pulp done so well with, like, American ba- Vampire recently. Yeah. Since it's on the top of your list right there. <laughs> it's right there on the top of my list. You know, there there are 
better books out there. <laughs> you know, of course there are. And then you have stuff like Night Force, which is, you know, worse. Oh, the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. But, uh, it's, I think it's solid. It, it does what it wants to. Oh, and even Zombie. Zombie, which was really good. And that pulpy, sore kind of pain from DC yeah. Comics. Even though I didn't care for that one, really, like, I do agree, like, that one does it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more, too, out there. <laughs> there's the six, six Gun. Six Gun. Uh, even, um, I know you weren't a fan, Chris, but the Sandman Mystery Theater. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, like, and that wasn't anything wrong with that book like it just wasn't my kind of story mm-hmm. like but, i can respect that book for what it is and i right. love i love that book yeah so we gave about five good reviews right there of what you can if you're interested in horror pulp check <clears throat> out american vampire definitely check out zombie six gun, six gun. well that's more horror that's western, more western like, yeah but it's like it's still like kind of a you can get it there you can get it there yeah you know? And then uh, maybe maybe check this out if you see a decent sale for it. Yeah, um, I did put up links to purchase this on the Bagboard Facebook, where you can buy used copies of it for like a dollar or something. You can buy it new for like nine bucks, I think, in in print. It's definitely um, used. So it's pretty <clears> cheap, but yeah. definitely worth a used copy price. Yeah, I I wouldn't pay the nine dollars for it new. Like honestly, that's well, how that's much is the digital better books. I don't know. Um, I, didn't I don't know. I bought it on sale. It was definitely on sale when I bought it. I'm, I'm looking up the digital price right now. Uh, if you're online, you can always uh, go ahead and le- leave us a rating and review over on the iTunes online. You know, we enjoy that. Yeah, do that on the iTunes. Make sure you email us at contactatbangboardcast.com. Uh, give our Facebook page some love. Follow that, and we always post whatever we are going to be talking about on the show. Um, uh, and then also, us, blah blah blah. That also reminds me that Paul, we need to double check some of those numbers for the movie bracket. Yeah, we should. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because it was brought to our attention that. See, um, I told you I wasn't. I wasn't trusting my math on that. Uh, yeah, because I think Rogue uh, Nation or whatever mm-hmm. went farther than Ant Man. It beats really? Ant Man. And goes to the end against Jurassic World. Okay, well, we'll definitely look that up. and Because uh, that changes, it changes everybody's scores. On Facebook, scores. yeah. If you go to our Facebook page, eventually you'll you'll see the whole summer movie. Look for it over Labor Day weekend, <laughs> when the summer officially wraps, or unofficially wraps. When is the last day of summer? I don't even know. When's the first day of fall? Yeah. You keep asking questions that I don't know. The when answer. is the autumnal equinox? Not to be confused with Southern Tears inequity. Which is a great uh, black IPA that they used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now they do the 2X IBA, which is really good. And I'm, it's 8%. I don't know if you guys can tell. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ben Broadcast episode number 274. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. For a weekly podcast that comes to three ways. The first being the week and can bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the, the list of books that we're looking forward to coming out September 2nd, 2015. Then we follow that with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time for our monthly trade policy review. And this is a John Baby, correct? It is. And this is Five Ghosts from Mitch Comms. Uh, written by Frank J. Barry with art by Cooney. So I was bringing up the book as I was giving the names. I can't remember what the word. I forgot to turn them down. That's, That's fine. No, no, no it, I've been forgetting a lot of stuff. stuff. Like, well, we do. do I, I, I apologize. Like on the last three episodes, about not putting show, show notes, and that's what I still haven't done. Uh, up show notes. I'm guessing. guessing. Up show notes. So oh. I'm doing that right, right now. There Just you go. Did seventy one guys. Only hey. three more to go. Oh my goodness, this is seventy four. This is two seventy four. Ooh, that's a lot of podcasting. And with our lots of podcasting, we do do a lot of drinking. Probably why I don't have the Ben memory anymore. No. <laughs> Probably why I don't get, get all that stuff done, because I'm like, I'll do, do it later. I'll do it after this beer. I got a lot of to do, and then I, I forget everything else. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Paul and I are drinking. Uh, probably oh, there's one of my, my favorite. There's one one of my favorite breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lagunitas. Uh, we're drinking the daytime fractional IPA. This is a session ale. 
Only looking at 4.665%. And um, pretty, pretty enjoyable, nice little IPA. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very light. It gives you just that, that hint of hop, you know, that IPA hop. A little, little dry in the mouth. <laughs> but um, very kind of refreshing. This is a good, good port, sometime port, port beer. Again, we, we only 4.6%. But that's still, still right in there, you know. That's an average beer. Yeah, yeah. It's 4.5. You know, you're, you're a horse, which I know you would never, never talk about. <laughs> uh, runs about 4.8. Before between four point uh four and four point six, I think. Yeah. Which one would you get four point five? Right. It, it runs between both of them. Yep. Speaking oh, statistically. Yeah. Uh no, it's it's it, I mean I mean if you like IPAs or actually you're not a big IPA drinker. This is something that has those, those subtle IPA ness to you that it's, you could not not chat. You could get oh, oh okay I can can kind of get behind this. Yeah. But in it is like. <laughs> you know, like we had that um, citrogenesis, which I think was like almost seven or eight percent. Huge, crazy, big, big flavor. Those were something that's like, oh my gosh, that's something for me, right? You, you. yeah. And that's that's our kind of Porsche beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an enjoyable, yeah, sitting around having a knock a couple, not have to worry. <laughs> I would. But you know, honestly, the session IPAs, uh, I probably wouldn't put this as on top of my heap. No, no I, I, I would make top five because I can only name three that I would bring. <laughs> See, but, but this would be number five of that list. It would be it's thinkable. I enjoy it, but it's not. I would I would put know. all day IPA from founders, mm-hmm. and I would put Hotter uh, Creek. Hotter Creek. But I think then this beer, because I don't think I'd go to any other sessions. I, I like the Easy Jack from from, uh, from uh, Walker. What is it? Firestone. I'm, I'm trying. I try not to drink their beers. Uh well, they burned me with that, that uh, uh, Oktoberfest. Well, uh, no, they you burned can, you, you can once. Their other beers though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I drink Wookie Jack. Wookie <laughs> Jack, and you know, whatever Easy else. Jack. Good. I've ridden off. No, I don't. Oh, their session. Why don't you? But you know, those are the ones that I think of off the top of my mind. So this is number four for you. <laughs> would be number four. Like like I said, it's it's not the top of my list. I would still go with, with yeah. Uh, or, I, no, I agree. I still feel it's an enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are you enjoying what you're drinking? Uh, I am. I think I'm not drinking it the right way. Uh, I mean, I'm putting it in a mouth, but it just keeps falling out. Uh, I'm not drinking in it right away. Yeah, you need to, jokes. You need to stop speaking when we're drinking. No, no, this is actually uh, gorge shorts. Like oh. a play on the word gorge shorts with mm-hmm. a gorge because it's, it's a pumpkin ale, guys. Ooh. It's that time of year. Is it? Is it? Oh, it's August. It's, it's the end of August, so everyone's getting ready for fall. Uh, this is coming out from the Florida Beer, beer Company right, right here in Florida, where they have a beer company. <laughs> this, this is actually the brewery that does all the beers that they talk about constantly for Universal Studios, like the beers uh, from The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and then, then Springfield Fields to the Park. I really like all the offerings that they have in the parks, so they're one of those places that if I see something from, from the on-tap somewhere or, or like a bottle, if it's something they haven't had before, I'm going to grab it just to try it because I really appreciate what they do. This is, I think I'm making it a little, little too warm. It's been sitting out at room temperature since I got out the other day. I just got up and put, put the rest of the bottle in the refrigerator because just drinking out of a small sampling glass because all my glasses is in the dishwasher. Mm. It didn't feel like manually doing it. So I got technology that does it for me. Um, it's good. It's, it's a really tight, like, small bubble. It's almost like, like a hennepin. With a little bit of like that spice and pumpkin on it, um, and then I was getting like a burn taste from it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." And I read the bottle, and it says it's, it's also brewed with vanilla. Oh, so okay. I, I think that's, that's why getting it more like a burnt out of the spice, not much much like a sweet like smoothness. So I'm thinking cooling it down a little. It's going to bring it out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to wait on giving like a full view of it until I can have it a little bit cool because it's it's not bad. I mean it's. It's a pumpkin beer that might have something else special in store. Mm-hmm. We can understand that. 
Well, so Starbucks is going to release their, their uh, pumpkin spice latte taste starting September 8th. That's when, when they're, they're doing there. So I guess uh, we're just a week away from... Yeah, yeah. Dogfish has cool. released their pumpkin in the beginning of September, too. So, yep. Yes. It's locked at the tonus. I feel a little bit better about drinking a pumpkin beer in September <laughs> than August. I still won't drink my Portuguese on Labor Day, though. No, I agree. I don't feel good at drinking pumpkin beers here, here at all because it's still like 90 degrees each day. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's. But you have to, like it gets wasted. You have to wait, wait till like January for the weather to actually be like, like all right, yeah, this is the fucking. Yeah, what, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna donate all your hoodies to like, like the Salvation Army? Like, but that would be actually like I was packing everything, I brought them down here. I was, I was like, I'm never gonna wear these. I can't get rid of them because. This is cool. Oh, I love my hoodies. I love yeah, my yeah. cardigans and sweaters. Like, like those, I can probably get away with wearing a little bit more normal, but. I just kind of got acclimated enough to the temperature where I can wear clothes without feeling like I'm going to die on my clothes. The first month and a half I was here, so I was like shorts only, but, but I was like, yeah, I, I might be able to wear jeans today. It's only 85. Yeah. yeah. People say, you know, people at work on Fridays are always like, oh, it's jeans today, Friday. And I'm like, how can you wear jeans on a day that that's so hot? And also, also when you, oh, right, because guess it at a desk all day. Hey, mine. You're not, <laughs> not running around peanut, peanut butter, butter jelly in your hand. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. They did plain not. Are not steal screwdrivers from people. Yes, yeah, steal screwdrivers and find out what's new with the news so I can, can bring it to this podcast here. You know, I, I got no time to stop. Oh, news never, never stops. News can I, yeah, yeah. never stops. stops. News never, never stops, but sometimes it slows down. Yeah, so it does. We have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Oh, come on. Oh, there's some really cool stuff happening, right, guys? So, yeah. If, uh, well, do, you, do you want me to do my story, and you can go into what you saw, Paul? Sure. Okay. Um, Lucas Gazelle and Disney debuted some new footage from Star Wars The Force of the Weekends. A whole 15 seconds in like, Ooh. Uh, this is one of the things, like, like, I saw it up on Facebook, and I was, I was like, it's only 15 seconds. I don't want to watch that. But it's Star Wars, so I watched that. that uh, and it was really, really cool 15 seconds, and it made me like, I'm gonna watch this 15 seconds again, why not? Um, have, have you guys seen it? I did, did not, I went to click, click on it, but it would load on my um, phone, so, so <laughs> it didn't. Uh, do, do, do you want me to talk about it a little bit? Or you guys yeah, want to talk about it? Let talk, I don't know. It's only 15, 15 seconds. seconds. You spoil 15 seconds. If it's like, you could just load and watch it. If it's like, uh, Han Solo shot Luke Skywalker's face off. Like, you keep that to yourself. Uh, no, because it's only 50 seconds. But you see a lot of face. It's an impactful 50 seconds. <laughs> uh, it does have, have some footage from before, 4, but we got a little bit, bit more of the first shorter, which is basically the new New Empire in this movie. Uh, we see some of John Boyega's character. Uh, he in? I'm, I'm blanking it out. On, like, I think so. so yeah, he's the, the um, stormtrooper dude. Kids in the stormtrooper suit. Yep, yeah. that's fine. Um, we get to see him after that shot of Kylo Ren and the maybe with the red, red three blade lightsaber. Uh, we see the opposite side of, of that shot, where it, him in the woods with Anakin Skywalker's blue lightsaber. Oh. Um, from what what I heard, um, he's not Sith. JJ Abrams. They're playing it really, really close to the chest, like, like not giving a lot of mm-hmm. information. I mean, he's definitely being villainous looking. Yeah, yeah, but just think he's, he's not. Okay, look, 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 sorry. He serves a darker power, mm-hmm. and he has a red lightsaber. I think with what we know for Star Wars right now, probably the closest thing we can say is to equate him to it. Right, right, right. Because every you know, other. The true Sith have died out years ago, you know? Like, they're Sith lords, but, but not true Sith. You know? and even in, in the current canon, you know, the current movies, they're Sith lords, but, but I don't know if they're, they're not, like, the Sith. Right? Like, they're species or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very confused about all Star Wars canon. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. If only there was an article that laid out what, what actually can for you, though. I, especially now where they they did the whole jettison. IO9.com uh, found up a article uh, actually helping me a little bit. This was uh, 
to explain everything that's currently in production and also everything that uh, all the movies that have already come out that and, and all the television shows that are kept in the new Star Wars canon. And basically, it's everything that is new <laughs> that has come, come out is still movies. And then the only thing older that I saw that wasn't, you know, that was before the Disney takeover is the old Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars, comedy, not comedy, Cartoon Network series, one that was uh, computer animated. Everything else is either the original, the original trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy, or stuff that that's coming out in 2015, 2014. Now, do you think they had to make um, Clone Wars canon because they started this new show, which is bridging the gap between episodes three and four of Star Wars Rebels, and now they have one of the characters from Clone Wars carrying it with Ahsoka Tana on it? Uh, maybe, maybe that's the one reason why they're keeping that can, because they they always just do a new backstory, you know. With but the other thing is, is you got so okay. many people who have now grown up on that <laughs> show and who, who see that as Star Wars canon, like that that's <laughs> real to them. So if you're gonna have characters from one into to another, you need to keep that in. What I like on this IO9, and I'm not sure whether or not it's included, it's showing it as a television show. Remember that uh, computer animated movie for Clone Wars that came out? Yeah. This is not, not loaded. But then again, it's like the start of that animated yeah, yeah. series. It is that those actual like cartoon, like you used Samurai Jack drawings. Mm-hmm. So... So maybe that isn't can, but this animated series is. Who knows? Maybe they just count in with all that. Like, like maybe that. That's almost like how they did with the Doctor special, where it's a, a special, but eventually it gets thrown in as but like the, like the, the final episode, episode of that. Dead, that season. Almost, you know? There's some books that have come out, like this book called Turkin that, that I've never heard of. It came out in November 2014, and I'm like. Should I read that? A New Dawn, which is the book that came out in September 2014. Like, how did I miss all this stuff? I'll be able to read that. Though. Yeah, that's right. Star Wars Expand Universe stuff, are you? No, I'm not busy reading the Mass Effect Expand Universe souls. There you go. You really? I have. But the, see, the thing is, like, any time you want to read one of the books, just to go through and replay all mm-hmm. the Mass Effect games, and then read all <laughs> the books. Yeah. Before I play Mass Effect 1, i got to go, go back and read. You, know, not, you get, like, like horrible headaches. <laughs> yep. It's the, my, my training. And I wouldn't blind <laughs> one out. Yeah, I, had to, I had to go back and play the game until I worked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so many choices. So many choices. Ah. Uh, what other choices do we have for new news stories, though, guys? Well, uh, one of the choices DC made was to bring Tony Daniel back to Gotham. Uh, Tony Daniel, after um, leaving uh, the Batman series in 2012, is going to be doing an art uh, on one book a month for the new upcoming Batman and Robin Eternal Weekly series. Um... Daniels did five years drawing Detective Comics and three years writing in it. Um, he really got shut, shut down when, when Scott Snyder became the Batman thing. <laughs> and nobody cared about uh, Tony Daniels was done. Well, Tony Daniels just was making an okay job, and is like a writer and an artist. Like, that's, that's pretty impressive to keep up that amount of work, you know? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's hard to compare with Scott out there. Mm-hmm. No, no, but it, it's kind of that, that nobody, like everyone, like all those other Batman books kind of just, just almost went to the wayside when Scott Snyder, his Batman series yeah. started, because that's all people talk, talk about. That's all um, we talked about for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, one, I'm glad that the, the weekly series is going to be come back, because really enjoyed Batman Journal. Uh, to have a bigger named artist who's going to be doing, you know, one book a month for 12 months that this book is going. Uh, I'm also excited to see that. Um, I, I always enjoy it. like one of the A-list creators or at DC. Do you think that that one book a month that he's handling is going to be a little bit more impactful? Like, like that's going to be the, the big issue for that, that month? That, that really, like, success in motion more than like, following one is going to have uh, it could that, be. That could be the climatic one, I guess. Um, they asked if, like, you know, you know, is this going to be tough doing 
this series. And he goes, no, no, it's just like doing any series because I'm doing it one issue a month like I would be doing. So um, if it could be that way, I don't know. They might have pulled more other bigger artists in for this. I haven't really seen any lineup of the artists except for Daniel Elias. Um, I don't even know. I'm not even sure what the whole writing team is going to be. If it's going to be the same guys that worked last year. Um, I mean, about, and even, even like they only made a couple of them. Like that was, that was all solid too. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the only other news I have is Captain uh, America: Civil War will be coming out May 6th. Uh, we got some some uh, concept art teased by Jeremy Renner on his Twitter. Uh, showing the two sides. Um, Iron Man, Black Widow, Vision, Black Panther, and um, War Machine. And then on the other side, Captain America, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and I want to see Susan Carter. Is that the name? Uh, I don't know, but it's Agent Carter. It's Agent Carter. It's Peggy Carter's it's granddaughter. Sharon Carter. Sharon. Yeah. Newt was a correct name. Yeah, yeah. it was an S. Sharon. You were, you were there. You were really close. She's out for, it, it looks like she's out for uh, Revenge. Because uh-huh. she's the star of the AC show, show called Revenge. I've never watched that. Is it just a little I don't know. I think it's it had two or three seasons, so it might, might have wrapped up. So, yeah, he used to watch. Nice. But, uh, I'm not, not surprised by, by the lineup, though, except for the Vision and uh, Black Panther. I was hoping Black Panther was, was going to stay neutral. I'm going to be the guy that bridges the gaps. But it might still, still, might still be. But it leans you know, a little more towards uh, one or the other. Or, or, yeah. Iron Man, and then he's the one that, that's able to broker the piece. I think that would, would be a really strong introduction to the character. You know, if he's... Yeah, yeah. The Black Panther just looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. Really We've gotten it at least, what, like, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, New Hawkeye costume looks good. Yeah, well, I, I, I like the Hawkeye costume. It's, it's hinting at purple, right? Is that hinting at purple? I don't know. I might tell the yeah, it like a purplish tint into it. No. Yeah. Do you like how uh, Ant-Man is on his shoulder there? What? I didn't notice that. I did not notice this either. What? I'm, I'm, glad. Glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that Ant-Man's on Team Cat. That makes sense. This is Falcon Show, doesn't it? Do you know that as you saw the movie? No, it's, you know, we talked about it on the show. I still have to see the movie. No. Really? Yeah. Hey. It was good. Like, like, yeah. It's It's got some heart to it. I, I'm, I'm, uh, and it's I'm a fun heist movie. It's a fun yes. heist movie. And oh, I'm looking that's forward what you to like. It. They outline plan as they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited. They even roll out blueprints. I'm very excited about that. I, I love all of that. It's just, just I'll... Get to go see it one night. Hey, I just want to go to see a movie. What? In, in uh, in the park, huh? in, uh, East Aurora Park for a movie. Uh, it was frozen. I've seen it before. But, uh, it was free and it was fun to do on uh, Friday night. Yeah, and Tuesday, fun. I'm going to see another free movie in another park, uh, Delaware Park. So there we go. I'm learning out to see some movies. You know, it's going to be here as a basic. It's like, oh, you heard they have a free movies. Or you're gonna I heard they have free movies. And, you know, uh, like a good homeless bum, I uh, will scroll up to the park. Nice. And if anybody throws away a hot dog. You love hot dogs. I do. But if not, you need to take it anyway. Yeah. My hot dog. I don't know where I've been. I can't have this. This is mine. Isn't that the guy that's always stealing your sandwich or work? <laughs> Pretty much. That, uh, I always have important documents. It, it's raspberry jam all over. Yep. yep. Hey, uh, you know, hash an old uh, stand-by joke. Much, and uh, there's no say. All right. Uh, but but uh, Upper Deck Entertainment is uh, the trading card company, not the old frat boy, drunk frat boy prank, John. Uh, is to bring back good to know. the versus system. Uh, this is gonna be the, the Marvel's versus system that's coming back. Uh, I think it's actually like for order right now. You can buy, uh, if you remember the old, uh, basically, not Magic the Gathering, Magic the Gathering for Marvel characters. But not not overpowered. A number. better one. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's heyday back in like, like 2000. 
2005, 2006 maybe, and then uh, went away for quite a while. But now it's coming back. And it's going to be, I think, think a living card deck, card game instead of the, uh, you know, you, you know, secret deck builder. Yeah. yeah. So, so not legendary, which, which is their deck building game that that's now. That this is coming coming back to the versus system. So, no, no, no. See, I, I never played any of this, but, but I, I never had like a DVD following because this, this was pretty big when we were actually going to commence a little bit more actively. Mm-hmm. And Upper Deck always had like a booth there where you'd sit down and try out the game and like like we'd have the tournaments that's going on. And it always, always was cool. And this is that likes a couple of card games and uh, comic books. That's kind of like that, that perfect marriage. Just I never, never sat down and then, you know made any effort to play it. Yeah, this, uh, this pack is like 40, 40, 40, 50 bucks, depending on where you buy it. And it, it comes with four hundred cards, and you can do build a sixty card deck from this card art. So, and it looks like it's going to be where you just buy the new set, and then you can build. So you're not basic cards. It's just, just as you uh, you can just. Buy the set you want and build, you know, your competitive effects from there. Like that? And like, uh, what other system? What other games are like that? Netrunner, right? Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of Netrunner. I've never even heard of it, so you got my people. Android Netrunner? Also, created by Andrew Garfield, I think. Or Magic Actor? Actor? Yes, the actor. No, the cat that he loves lasagna and he hates Monday days. Little, little fact that his name was Maybe. Made King of Tokyo. <laughs> but you can see, you guys talk about that on one of our bad board bikes. So yeah. It's, it's true. Well, we got to get back doing those. We will. I was, I was actually I, thinking about those today. Like, man, it's been like two, two months since he did one. I thought about it. Actually, actually, really fun to watch. I thought about it when we were, I was driving over here. And I was like, oh, we can do those, those again. We should. Because we we promised people kittens in a blender forever ago, and people that hate cats just want to see us put kittens in a blender. Right? They really, really want that. They want that more than they want us to talk about the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out this week, September sixth. This is true. Is there anything else? Uh, new news, maybe. I, I mean, anything else around that time? It's uh, in Britain. It's my nine-year anniversary. Yeah, look at look at that. So, is that paper? Paper anniversary? Uh, no, no. First, first anniversary. All paper. paper. I believe it's this tin. Tin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in camp. It's in camp. He's giving a gift for tin of beans. Mm-hmm. The copy of uh, Kevin Costner's first tin cup on DVD. It's like four nine 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 at Target. Hey, that's... Wow. Nicely done. Thank you. I didn't know you'd think that movie. I've never even seen that movie. Kate loves that movie. I think about golf. It's about uh, golf and landing uh, airplanes. Ah, it's See, it's a cash up in my mind. And Cusack and Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie. Oh, and Push Pushkin, huh? Washington. So a lot of tin movies that I can buy. At least I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up the anniversary. Cat on a hot tin roof. Well, well, he's doing that. Chris, why don't you tell us what what book you're looking forward to? Uh, the, the book I was originally looking forward to was going to be Danger Girl Renegade Number One by Andy Hartnell with art by Steve Molnar. This being the telling of Danger Girl Abby Chase's secret origin and led her to, to become an adventurer slash like hunter. And then John asked if I had seen Figment Two Number One was coming, and I was like, "No, oh, I didn't even get to the Marvel section of the reviews just because I saw Danger Girl." And I was like, "Oh, that'd be a fun book to pick." <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Figment. Number two, number one. Um, this, this is written by James Up with, with art by Ramon Knox. Uh, different artist than we had from the first series, but I'm still looking forward to it. And this, this takes place after the original series, where Figment and Dreamfinder are now in the real world, where their legends kind of grow, and they deal with just what's been done in their names, and just the legacy that have lived to see. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to this. This is one, one of those like one of the most coming out of the Disney Kingdoms uh, line of books so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to reading and talking about here on Dragon Board or over at Parks and because you know what? I talk about it on both of them. Hey, cross media streaming. So you said it's one of your favorites. Uh, are you ready to do a quick power ranking that? Uh, yeah, yeah, easily do do. I'm a, because I'm interested. 
to see uh, Punk Railroad Lands. Yeah, Secrets of the Weird is my number one. The Haunted Mansion has always been one of my favorite Disney attractions, and so I started watching a movie last night. I watched that in the theater, like when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." And I went back to watch it because it was on Netflix. I was like, "You know what? What is it's not a bad like kids like, like adventure movie. Uh, I, I couldn't, couldn't finish watching it just because like uh, Kate was like can we watch something else, we something else? <laughs> and we ended up ended up playing Battleship because uh, I got an electronic Battleship that was uh, at my grandmother's the other day and uh, then we watched um I want to play the drinking game version of Battleship. Battleship. Shots. They well, do it on Jim Jim Allen. Throw it over. Yeah. We, uh, we were enjoying uh, what we were drinking now. We did that. Peace. But uh, keep, keep going with your paper list, Chris. Uh, so Secrets of Weird would be the number one. Figment, mm-hmm. um, the first, is, is definitely a strong, strong second run. While Journey to Imagination with Figment is far from my favorite attraction. Anywhere where Disney World, let alone at Epcot Center. Um, the book was a lot of fun. Third, I would have to say, would be the uh, Big Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's, it's a decent Westminster book, but there's not a lot there to grab me into more. Um, Did that finish? I believe so. Like, I've been, been buying down my books just as I'm moving and everything, and then, like, working on stop. Uh, the last two I bought was three, and I think there's only five issues here, so I should have wrapped up the last month or the month before. Uh, and even though it was part of the Disney Kingdom's line, uh, Space Mountain definitely <laughs> lasted the last. Like, they could put up a couple more Disney Kingdom books, and then they'll probably be over yeah. the Disney Press uh, Space Mountain, which... I really think that they released that as like, its own separate book, like the original graphic novel, and some of the issues because they, they realized it just wasn't good. They didn't want to put the Marvel name on it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit. That's what they were doing with um, everything else. Just the quality of what wasn't there. Um, I mean, I think the writing was there, just it wasn't presented in the art at no. all. Yeah, that art was tough to follow. It should have been more, trying to think, fun on the 80s movie. Well, I feel like they were trying to make it very, very 80s, but they, they didn't know how, how the artist didn't know how to do that, so he just made it look like it was a comic book from the 80s. That's his, that's his style. Uh, what's his name? Kel, Kel Jones. Um, that's just how he does everything. So it came off a little bit more Return to Neverland, and it would have been like Goonies or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how you point at me because I'm getting a reprint for 1985 comic book. Is it a reprint or is it starting the new series? I don't even know. This is a reprint. Uh, This is a reprint of Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham's Miracle Man. Uh, This is issue 17 for 1985, which everyone has said... Neil Gaiman's run on the Miracle Man was the best. Okay. Uh, I, I, this is the reason why people love Miracle Man, basically. Um, so it's one of those things that you can find it. It was out of print. All the fighting over who owned what. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons it never got reprinted, and you couldn't find it. Blah blah. blah. But, but this is one of those things that everyone talks about. Is like the, the best, the best part of Miracle Man. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna bite my bullet <laughs> and try it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna buy this. Because we tried a Miracle Man issue before, right? On well, the show, and, and he did not. Like it was like the new, new series, it, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was a copy of one that I already had that I paid. Uh, I paid probably a little, little bit more for the for printing, uh, 1982 copy of it, mm-hmm. uh, and I paid 4.99 for the brand new re digital reprint. Um, this one I don't mind sending the. Four forty nine because it has a little bit of prestige behind it, and it's the guy man. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've always enjoyed his work, so I, I don't mind paying forty nine four ninety nine at least, at least for one issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on that issue, I'm looking forward to it. 
Mark Buckingham um, on cover and art cover looks really good. So it's like I don't again I can't not not be happy with this because probably this is looking good. Yeah. I'm, I'm book. I'm, I'm gonna go back to the eighties too. Oh, also, oh shit! Yeah, nineteen eighty-three. Uh, at the end of the second destruction of the Death Star, the second Death Star destruction, uh, and we're going to pick up right from there with the new Star Wars canon with Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Shadow Empire Number One, written by Greg Rucka. Oh, well, yeah, right there, right? right. Got me. And then Marco Chinetto. Never mind. He's he's doing the. Yeah, it's okay because in, like the entire time you're trying to say his name, I'm still waiting down on the full title. <laughs> Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Shattered Empire Number One. Star Wars: Shattered Empire Number One. So it's Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars: Shattered Empire. Star Wars. Did we name this book? Because I think this is ridiculous. It, well, it, it's brought to us by Marvel, Disney, and Lucasfilm. Oh my god, that really should have worked that head into the title. Yeah. And then it's uh, Marvel tra- Comics. Disney's Marvel Comics is the target present on Lucasfilm property with mm-hmm. Star Wars. To write and trademark 2015, Lucasfilm Limited. So there you go. And it shows the original, uh, you know, Star Wars cast there, and it's like the cover is them celebrating uh, on the, the moon of Endor. You know, the first moon of Endor there. So, here we go. We're, we're going to uh, figure out what the world really is like uh, before we actually get to see what the world really is like. Like, Crash Star Destroyer and TIE Fighters fly through. Looks awesome. But, you know. Millennium you look Galaxy. so happy describing right. this, too. <laughs> I mean, well, because, you know, sometimes you can't go home again. Yeah. With old, old Han Solo. Old Han Solo. And broken bat bat Chewbacca. Guys, her name. She's been around. <laughs> oh, no, this is actually a paperback. Is it? Yeah. It doesn't have a PG down on it, so... Uh, it's three ninety nine. Was it a trade? Maybe I'm looking at like a collected version of it because yeah. this is saying it's until November eighteenth. So. Yeah. Right. That would be my. Mm-hmm. 